ladies and gentlemen, it's the Deranged Bagel Podcast. Welcome to it again. Uh, we're back again, episode three. Woo. Who Gina. would have thought we'd make it this far? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> no. You know what's the funniest? You know, you know what song I didn't realize that that I, I kind of liked was uh, speaking of that. What you just liked, said? but now you realize. Well, that I, I do like it. It's uh, the no. Shania Twain song that was like which that was it? looks like looks like, like we, we made it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we were listening to it and then we're like, is that song about mm-hmm. us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. I'm getting old and lame. A uh, little follow up, you folks. Who have listened to the show have responded. Okay, don't. We don't need Sorry. it under sound. It's in my head now. You turned it on. <laughs> uh, you only are singing it follow now. Follow up, yeah. Uh, it was good. That's what people say. Yeah, that was good. Quality. Shania Twain. Quality. No, no, not the Shania Twain, but our the show. Singing. Oh. Yeah, Maybe they're saying that about our song. We'll do a little you know, follow up. Ladies and gentlemen, not Shania Twain. <clears throat> Uh, glad to have it back. It's also some feedback that we got. Also, Listeners yeah, I'll check it out. I'm excited to listen. That's the other one. Also, good to hear your voices again. You know, and then said the person who hasn't stayed in touch. <laughs> yeah, person has been ducking my calls. You know, <laughs> turns out. Uh, and then finally, damn it, Adam, these goddamn stock tips. I had to Google what GME was. So. That brings me to the subject of uh, just, you know, a, a note. Yeah, people are re- receiving this podcast well. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, as some people say it. Uh, there, you can do an email. We're going to send you an email. We're going to do two things. We're going to send you some links to the things we read. Mostly I read because Dell this week, and you'll, you'll find this out, he refused to read one of them. <laughs> I mean, guys, Adam I was bored by it. Adam it likes an... to read really long articles. Yeah. So. I don't have time to read War and Peace every week, man. Who does? Are you just going to check it out, real? I Is checked it, it out. And it's about peace. I made my decision yeah, about I it. checked it back in. Decided I was done with that one. <laughs> Click. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll send you a link. Yeah, to links, right? So you can kind of kind of read that. You don't have to feel like you have to read all of this stuff. Uh, you know, you get two emails from us: the show, and also that. That's it. It's all we're gonna. We're not gonna bother you. We're not gonna sell you stuff. We might sell you stuff, except but for one in, piece in one of those links. Um, and you'll yeah, want so, it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. This. I need it. Uh, GameStop. We talked about GameStop last week, and that's a, one thing everybody's like. Yeah, I just wonder what's going on. So now that we made you financial geniuses, you let us know whether or not you made money. Uh, GameStop is in the shitter now. It's like at 110. Mm. Right. Basically, as we went live, as we hit record last week, it was at we 350, 400. Next day, uh, it took a dive. There was that whole thing where the uh, Robinhood app uh Ceased to allow more trading uh, on it, and there was like, was that, was it a conspiracy? Is that legal? Are they protecting the hedge funds? I yeah. mean, it's hard to keep this price going up if all you can do is sell the stock. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's a whole deal, and I think we there was some sober analysis. Like, eh, it just turns out Robinhood is probably just broke because of the nature of the way that they had to execute the trades. Basically, they had to borrow a lot of money, and then just uh, you know that. Are we teetering on a financial collapse again? 
maybe a little bit, right? But that's the American way. But yeah. am I rich now? No. No. Okay. Me neither. Yeah. We're down some money, actually. Your stock uh, tip was too late, Adam. <laughs> way too late. Come on, man. Guys, here it is. Apple, pretty good company. <laughs> I think this really Amazon thing is going to stick around. <laughs> it's going to be a player. Uh, you know, I saw Jeff Bezos quit. He's like, you know what? F this noise, man. I'm just going to be executive chairman. You don't need to bring back Good. in business the title of president. It was a thing, and then everybody's like, no, I'm not the president. I'm the chief executive officer, which yeah. is, which is the same like, thing. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. Titles. Everybody wants to be a CEO. I'm the CEO of my hair salon. Okay. Uh, so when you're the president yeah. of a company yeah. and you leave, uh-huh. Do you get to be called president forever? Yeah, it's like like you know, they go, Mr. President. No, I, I'm I'm not calling Jeff yeah. Bezos Mr. President. If I worked at Amazon, you know, I'm not doing it. Hmm. I'm gonna say, what's up, Bez? And I don't know what he's gonna do. Fire me? Beat me with stacks of billions of dollars? Maybe. No, can't do it. You know? I don't know what he's into. Yeah, maybe he will. You know, if he gave me a couple billion dollars, maybe I'd let him beat me with billions of dollars. I might I might do that. Uh. It's a uh, week, what, two, three? How many weeks are we into the Biden presidency, Dell? Oh, four, three? Do we even four? count time the same two. way? I don't know. Did you get any stimulus? No. Have you been stimulated? New no. stimulus? No. no yeah, stimulus. me either. He hasn't sent that out yet. Where is that? Uh, I think I was overstimulated, <laughs> so I'm desensitized to any further stimulation. <laughs> Uh, I told you to stop. Yeah. Didn't stop. So uh, I think one thing that's kind of coming out is a little bit of like a coming out, a little bit of a backlash against Anthony Fauci. That just reminds me. Anthony reminds me of Chris Cuomo on CNN. I, just, I hate that guy. Um, so you know, everybody's like he's like kind of a memeified. Everybody loves Anthony Fauci, right? Uh, you know, he's like, look at him. He's so. I don't know, cuddly. He's like America's doctor. Science, whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I read something that was a little like, hey, maybe this guy. This is the thing that Dell didn't want to read. It was pretty long, right? Maybe somebody didn't have an editor. Uh, maybe you can cut out a good chunk of this. The thrust of the article was that, hey, um, it might have been better if this dude would have quit during the, you know, because by staying there. By being in the background and even sighing or rubbing his forehead or whatever, he was giving Donnie Trump some legitimacy. And like people were like, hey, we respect this guy so much. Um, and here he is kind of, you know, standing behind him. If he hadn't quit yet, that must mean it's not that bad, right? Do you buy that? I no? don't buy it. You nope. don't buy it? I nope. don't buy it at all. <laughs> That's why See, I quit reading it. every time someone <laughs> quits when shit gets serious it just makes me lose respect for that person i'm like oh they really cared they're out of there now huh so i i think it's great that he hung in there and i don't think it i don't know it didn't color my opinion of him and his ability to do his job because it seemed at least that he was uh made unable to do his job effectively despite his best efforts so and who would have, like, Trump would have put in somebody who just completely agreed with him about yeah, everything which would have if been Fauci horrible. had left, right? Yes. At least, I, I, my opinion was like, well, maybe Fauci's mindset was 
maybe I can pay lip service to this idiot and still stop things from going completely off the rails, you know? Yeah, I mean, I he think that was brought the in thing. the president yeah. of Clorox. And that, that's cut. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, chief executive officer of Clorox. Uh, yeah, so I think the thing about that is that, like, well, what did he do? What was Fauci in there doing, right? What was he well, doing? But even that article, We're man, the, um, the first thing it says is, like, this dude who is kind of the face of medicine but has very limited actual power like that's that article itself said that and then then continued to condemn that went on to condemn him for not being powerful enough to stop anything or to force anything to happen like man well so i mean that's it that's all he has first paragraph all he has is the the credibility right he's given that credibility to trump do you really think his whole job is just standing in the background at press conferences that's what i'm asking that that's the point right it's like how much power does he have a lot of it is like just kind of because he gets to be on TV and say things. And that brings me to the second point, or second point in the article, is that he said some things that made it tougher to prevent more of the spread, right? He's like, yeah, you don't need no mask. And then they're like, uh, yeah, we need a mask. And he's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe probably need a mask, maybe. And, you know, people were saying, well, Fauci said we didn't need no mask. You know, and so... Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not that good. I mean, what? that it started with the CDC like that yeah. too. Right. They've all been trying to figure it out as they go. Yeah. I. And he. I. Re, I specifically doesn't rest him. on him. Yeah, I, re, I specifically remember him saying, "Hey, sometimes we learn things by doing science, and we this was uh, something that we had no idea about, and we learned that masks are effective. So now we're recommending masks. Like, yeah, man, like I, I, I don't blame him for for being." willing to admit that t- yeah and t- and follow the science man like that's what we want right not somebody that's just mm-hmm. causing a ruckus to cause a oh. ruckus mm-hmm. yeah i was i mean you know like i just don't worship the guy i'm not gonna get him tattooed on my arm like these other people are just like oh i'd love some fauci or just whatever they're doing them at a discount fauci. i'm not doing that but <laughs> i guess you and Dell got him at a discount <laughs> but yeah that's the the thing about him is that like I, to me that's it like it's like I like looking at that other part to see, you know, everybody's just in love with them. And I, right when everybody's just in love with somebody like that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know who's in love with him, but I think people found it entertaining to watch that he was in the the situation that he was. That would be pretty funny to watch, to watch Trump say stuff and and him to (laughs) have to bite his tongue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's not it. I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's low hanging fruit for some people to write an article when every when the whole uh, most of opinion is on this side to write the dissenting article, you know, because you're going to get attention for for it because you're one of the few people doing it. And he yeah. took his, his his chance or her chance. I assume it was a dude Dang, just because you know? it was pompous mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and uh, and ran with it and ran with it and ran with it. And ran with it. it. Sam Adler Bell. We still don't, don't know. know. I think still don't know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and that's, I, I kind of mentioned that um, there's a lot of that happening right now, right? It just switched so quickly, all of a sudden. Like all the Republicans are saying, you know, we need unity here, right? After the guy that they were supporting was like, send them all to jail. We're going to throw them all in jail. Maybe we don't need the, half the country. You know, the, these kinds of things that are, you know, I don't know. To me, not really uniting the country. 
Um, yes, Sam's a dude. All right, sweet. Uh, <laughs> and so, have you asked them how they identify? Oh no, I just see mm-hmm. making assumptions. He's presenting himself as what dude one like, might think middle aged dude is a middle aged uh, man. Yeah. With a child. There's like this is probably what like his headshot here. You guys could look like this is terrible, terrible podcast right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> scrolling through photos. my phone right now. <laughs> so uh I mean Howard Stern does it. <laughs> hey, if he can do it. He has a, a few million more dollars than we I can do, do right? it. Uh so I, I agree with what you're Bet saying. He right? got in on GameStop. <laughs> the uh you know, the the other part is like Bernie Sanders is gonna be in charge of the, the Senate Budget Committee. It seems like, you know, and this stuff changes and how much of this is filtered out and it's all PR to set the stage, right? You know, like you hear, you know, uh, Republicans are worried. Like, well, which Republicans? Put a name to it, right? Anyway, uh, Bernie Sanders is going to be the, the chair of the Senate Budget Committee. It sounds like the Democrats this time are like, look, last time we tried to play nice and compromise. Didn't work. We ended up losing the midterms because, you know, everybody thought that we were uh not effective and you know we were accused of of being spendthrifts might as well be spendthrifts this time right uh thanks in large part to the to the precedent set uh set by uh, donald trump himself right the budget was out of control obviously the the republicans don't really care but this is something everybody kind of knew already uh didn't care about the the budget so uh let's actually spend it let's get people what they want right and what they need in a lot of cases. Here's a stimulus. Here's a investment package. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. Where, where do you guys stand? What do you guys feel about the chances of this happening? We'll start with you, Dell. You think the you're going to stimul- get stimulated? More or, stimulus? Or just, I guess, more democratically. I won't even say left-wing or populist kind of things. But maybe the things that were promised, right? Yeah, the... The biggest issue, I think, for the Democrats, and this sounds, this is going to sound really, uh, I don't necessarily mean this as a positive in this situation, but I think that you're right that the last time they had a chance, they were too willing to try to work together and conciliatory and reasonable, I guess, you know, in that we can't always just have exactly what we want. And so the Democrats are too reasonable, maybe, to <laughs> unless they start taking some of the Republican stances on things, you know, and and they're they're threatening to at least. So we'll see. I think that there will be another stimulus package. I think that it's not going to be anywhere what it looks like, and I think that it'll be only for people who make like a significant amount less, like maybe under one hundred fifty thousand or even on under a hundred thousand. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, I mean, I think any amount is good, and you got to be able to take what what you can get. Well, like fighting for more. Gina, are you hopeful? Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I don't necessarily mean what I'm about to say at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there's going to be another <laughs> stimulus. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you know you call somebody reasonable. You think that's a positive trait. In the in this situation, I don't necessarily think that reasonableness is the way is the path forward. Uh, it's reason yeah. inability. Uh, so the, I think that there's a lot of this, right? Like there's, Agreed. There's a like our nation, right? Political 
thing. I think we're like center right, right? Like some of these left wing, quote unquote, like Bernie Sanders being super left wing. He's really just like left of center. It's not very super left wing. Even like the uh, uh, AOC over here, she's crazy. She wants to be. It's not. It's really just kind of stuff that they have in Europe. You know what I mean? Like even like the the centrists, even the right wing parties are kind of like, yeah, this is fine. We can do this. Um, you know, I I think the real Republicans are are kind of like this. Uh, was it Joe Manchin types? They're really, they're basically the right wing, the real, you know, uh, Republican types. Like, let's do some means testing, and we got to see if we can. We have to be reasonable. Uh, and some of those kind of guys, and I think the the extreme right wing, the, the extremes of the of the uh, Congress right now are like this. Uh, was it Marjorie Taylor Greene? Is that her name? I'm half remembering that name. Uh, you know, out here spouting crazy stuff. Is that the one that McConnell's called loony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's gonna happily keep her in there to vote Republican with him. Uh, I think uh, you know I, I've been reading this book on the Senate history of the Senate, and, and you know, like the the idea that the filibuster is you know some institution is, if you will recall, just a, a, a at least in its current form basically an invention of of uh uh mitch mcconnell anyway and uh you know a lot of times it's been used to block really good things like i don't know integration um you know civil rights act uh you know anti-lynching campaigns those have been the things that they've used the the filibuster for and yeah the democrats have kind of mixed it up and and tried to use it a couple times uh like during the the bush years but uh, uh, I think this book, I forget what it's called. I'll look it up. Um, it makes a reasonable Kill point. Switch. That, is that what it's called? Kill switch. Pretty sure. Cool. Um, that it should be, these things should be passed with a simple majority, right? And it takes the power out of the leadership's hands. The, you know, like McConnell and, and, uh, the other guy was it Schumer. And it means that you have to do some of that compromising, Right. Um, that you have to say, well, this looks like it's going to pass, so I will fight for something that I can get for my side or my, you know, uh, constituency, that kind of thing. So it could be that, you know, the the way to more compromise and and reasonableness, right, is changing the rules, man. What were you going to say? Get this big old smirk on your face. <laughs> I was watching Dell's face fall asleep, yeah. and I was thinking I the the only thing I've learned I don't know right now is that Adam hates himself in his spare time because he's reading about the Senate and reads overlong articles villainizing America's hero. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Fauci, that's, oh, man. that's what I took away. I mean, you know. Okay. <laughs> Kill switch but, sounds mildly interesting. What you're what you're thinking? Oh yeah, mildly interesting. It's a book, man. I don't know <laughs> if you're gonna make it all the way through page one. You know? Hey, how many? How far have y'all made in Infinite Jest? What does that got to do with it? Forty-two. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was about ten years can't, ago. Can't get over that. <laughs> you know, speaking of reading, we were reading the uh, was it the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, Rereading. What is that? <laughs> you know, you, you, I can't tell if you're serious right now. <laughs> uh, is that vodka in that drink? Um, that's something you never finished, right, Gina? I mean, 
You're going to have the exciting conclusion. Yeah, of... I think... How many books are there? Seven? Yeah. I think I read like five of them Dang. way back when. Oh, the last battle is so good. So good. Uh, well, we'll find out. We're been, we've been reading it to the yeah. kids. And then we have like the lesson. All right, what words did we say? I feel better about battle? reading it now in the company of children than <laughs> By yourself. as an adult. I mean, you're like a young adult. Weren't you like 22 or something? That young? I don't know. It is a quick read, you know. They're fast, especially now. Um, I mean, that we can do like a little touch point. We're a month in. Turns out, and we again hit the part where they talk about Turkish delight, and they make it sound so good. I'm like, I want some. I'd like some Turkish delight. Even know what that is. I should. We've had some, and it is real good. You know, like we bought it. Uh, I think my Turkish professor of like public policy brought in some Turkish delight also, and that was good. It's racist. Man. You just call it delight. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. I got some delight here. Did anybody want it? <laughs> uh, I was like, "Is this Turkish delight?" <laughs> and he threw me out the class. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, you know, how are you guys doing on your resolutions? And we were a month in. Now's right about the time where you've been, you know, maybe giving it up, mess up, you know, whatever you were planning to do. Turns out you're like, oh, yeah, I did say I was going to bake cakes every week or whatever, you know, work out. Yeah. I mean, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that's I, points for me uh, <laughs> from me. I feel bad about not doing it. But <laughs> then, you know, daily. That counts. I feel really bad. <laughs> um, but. Since I said, you know, I set goals that were a little more like personal development, I feel like it's harder to mark progress. Yeah. Um, but still something that's constantly on my mind. I'm still, I'm actively working on it. Del, what about you, man? Are you, uh, are you making any progress? I made it to, to day 28 on the dry January thing. Ooh. So, and the only reason I broke it from it at that point was because a friend was coming in from out of town who like a big part of our relationship is drinking fine beers. He works for a brewery mm-hmm. and he's like, I got this really good, good releases that's just coming out this week. Do you want me to bring a few bottles to share and to taste? And I was like, man, I'm doing this thing. I don't and know. You caved and, you and then know. the day before I was like, bring the beer. We'll make an exception. And then, and then I was going to like just add a day into February, but then yeah. I was like, whatever, it's fucking over now. So <laughs> I'm done. Uh, so I'm back on the wagon guys. It was, it was a long month to choose. It was, it I is mean, a long yeah, month. I think for both of those things, um, you know, we, we kind of talked about it. You know, I think like, you know, you got to give yourself some, you know, people call it like a cheat day or something like that. I think you have to allow yourself to be human. I don't believe in that. <laughs> don't believe in humanity. Weakness. So wait, but so did what did you see as a result of the twenty eight days you made it? Be a better guy. Uh, did you lose weight? No, I your, lost no weight. Your poop I, hey, color um, I thought <laughs> that it would feel. I thought that like having a beer again would feel very different, and it doesn't really feel. Like, it, yeah. you know, like, like a, better, more enjoyable. It seems like you need to really maybe. dry out. You need yeah. like maybe years so. of <laughs> Maybe. It, may, it could be just a sign of like, how, that's how long, how ingrained it is in my life that, or it was never that big a deal in, uh, on the, you know, that's two ways to look at it. It's like, yeah. 
yeah, it never really was that big a deal. So that that's kind of made me feel better. But what I will say is, I really have no desire to like drink an excessive amount to where I have a hangover the next day. Like I just don't want to do that anymore. You know, I mean, like I like waking up feeling good. That's yeah. just because you're old. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. You eventually, you're like, look, it's not. Really I've been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Old before my days. I mean, some of that is right. Like, uh, you just want to let go and you're like, yeah, I will just drink. And like, it's basically right. about not having uh, uh, inhibitions. Hibitions? Restrictions. Yeah. Bitions. Bitions. Not having no bitions. Bitions. <laughs> I don't know. I have none of those. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like letting go and just doing whatever you want. And I think as, you know, maybe as you settle in, I don't know, I'm kind of speaking generically here. Uh, as a as a person settles into like whatever routine, you're like, yeah, I like, I like maybe I've created my life so that way, you know, like I, I have every day I could to do sort of what I want. And so then, you know, kind of getting shit faced, yeah, you know, kind of works against that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I, I like to be very hibbited. <laughs> yeah. I need some hibs. <laughs> Put some hibs on this thing. I mean, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think, what what is it now? In that way, this is how boring we are now. Whereas it used to be like, yeah, let's go get some drink. Now it's, let's order a pizza. It's pizza night. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> Mostly pandemic and yeah, pregnancy influencing those things yeah, a little bit of that there too <laughs> a lot bit that yeah i mean yeah because uh, you know to your point right a lot of drinking like a lot of non-sad drinking is social drinking right is hanging out with somebody right. and you know enjoying good food and drink right yeah for sure so was that beer good more uh yeah it was excellent very tasty <laughs> No, it was uh, actually shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it didn't come. Wasted I day. I know. <laughs> yeah. I've been a lot more musically creative overall, so I think, yeah, I think I'm doing okay. Without the you know? booze? Well, just that was the other part of my kind of like resolution was to be more musically act, like compositionally active. So as you will hear at the end of this episode... I've written a new little ditty. Oh man, tonight. he's threatening us again. It doesn't even use Sean's uh, music <laughs> as a, a jumping off point. So, you know, if it, you yeah. do, I only need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a note. Like, I'm just so kidding. just our, kidding. If you you can listen to it right, at the end of episode one, I put the theme right. That theme was played at the beginning of all 215 episodes of our uh, volume one of the show. Uh, it couldn't have been all 215. No, it was later. It was like forty or fifty in, I think. Yeah. No, nah, was it really that deep into the show? Maybe. Anyway, maybe. Well, maybe most not of far. most of them. Um, I, I basically wrangled Sean. We were getting ready to go to a soccer game. I was like, "Dude, sit down. Here's a guitar. It was that guitar right there." And I said, "I'm gonna. I don't know. I was gonna go get my stuff because uh, we we're gonna take a road trip." I was like, "Here's a mic. Here's record. Record the theme song." And then he did it. And, you know, that was it. Did it in, uh, I think, two takes, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he he did it, and then that's been it. And the idea was that I get everybody kind of can, you know, do a version of it, but, you know, everybody uh, didn't follow everybody through. Everybody else the said resolution. no. Yeah, well, they just like, oh, you know, you know I'm just kind of working on it. And uh, so that's been it, right? So that's it. So Doug's been doing his little remix. 
to ignition. Um, so yeah, I mean, good, good stuff. Good, that's fine. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What? Oh, uh, mine. Yeah, I've been reading. You know, I've just been telling you guys about it. Like, what kind of things have you been reading? Well, there's this book Warren called long, uh, ass, Stilson. <laughs> long ass articles. Is that like, thing? Is this lesson twelve hundred words? <laughs> Can't be in Warren my reading list. Novel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of it is just trying to do some of the things that I already like to do. I have done before, but like carving out the time to actually do it, um, and then you know, not getting swept up in some of the things I like to do, like. I get caught up doing a thing, right? Let's just say I'm practicing the guitar. Like, well, I'm just really getting into it. And whereas before I'm like, well, I'm getting into it. I'm just going to keep doing it, you know, at the expense of other things, say my children or something, right? Uh, but making time to stop, switch gears and go do that. So like one of the things I had been kind of reading to the kids intermittently, right? Just kind of, and it really, if I'm being honest, it was like whenever I felt like it, but I'm like, no, and that's, why we started reading the Chronicles of Narnia. I was like, we could just make it through reading the chapter every night. You know what I mean? Um, and kind of making it a thing. And it, it only takes about 10 minutes to read the chapter or whatever it is. So it's not that big of a commitment. Um, but make being more like sure of I'm going to stop. Like say if I'm working late, sometimes that happens. Like, no, I got to stop and I got to go make time for this. And uh, something that I hadn't been doing. Right, hadn't been consistently doing it. I have been doing it now, so I'm proud of myself. Pat myself on the back. Do oh, more of what job. I love. I should have made that my resolution. <laughs> Just do more me, you know. More breathing in. I love cake. Eat more cake. Right, that's done. Um, yeah. Uh, we had some of that lemon torta or something. Was it tarta? I don't know. Some Italian. It was a cake. It was good. <laughs> it was a cake. I don't like lemon things that much. It's a what? discussion. That's it. This podcast is over regularly. Yeah. Stop I mean, I like it. I would never choose that over something, say, chocolate. Ugh. But what about both chocolate would, and lemon? I would choose chocolate lemon, lemon over chocolate maybe. every time. They go well together. I like a good lemon something. Lemon cake with chocolate frosting is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if someone's like, I'm going to, you don't have to, no chocolate for the rest of your days. But that's fine with me. I don't need it. Man, I don't need I it in my life. Chocolate. They balance each other well. Sure, I guess. The sweet, the chocolate cuts through the acidity, but the acidity balances. Yeah, I like a good acidic thing, you know? Just straight. Just bathe in acid. Give me a lemon. Basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a malic acid. Taste. You just, like, yeah. carry a bag of malic acid yeah, around. Just rub it on my face. Like, oh, it's <laughs> burning my eyes. I can't see. <laughs> Love this it. This is so good. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, speaking of stuff, right, and things, lemons and whatnot, Gina, you watched, you made, I was working, what was I doing? Why did, were we watching this and why was I only half paying attention to it? It was one of those nights where we were up late, like finishing up work and stuff. Yeah. And just wanted to put something on that mm -hmm. we didn't really have to pay too much attention to. Something preferably in English mm -hmm. for a change. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was just browsing like the documentaries on Netflix. I was like, oh, what well, looks interesting here? And I think maybe like the fifth or sixth title I came across was um, The Minimalists. Don't know if you guys have checked oh, it out or guys. passed it up. But um, we watched that and... 
I don't even remember what the run time was, but I think it was under an hour. It wasn't that long. But it's from these two guys named Joshua Fields Milburn. That is one of them. It's a lot of names. Ryan Nicodemus. It's a long name. And so basically they have a business of helping people discover minimalism, the benefits to their life. And this whole documentary was basically, it was supposed to be like, pitch for that like why we consume too much and why we would benefit from just letting it go but the more we watched it I just felt like it was about how dysfunctional these two guys were and good for them for improving their lives but Mm. it really just seemed like a them problem that they needed (laughs) to get rid of some stuff (laughs) and did not make me want to get rid of anything by the end of that episode and we have, you know, uh, talked about minimalism before, and this, I don't know, this made me want to go shopping, if anything. Yeah, like, as they were talking, I opened up Amazon, and I added four things to my cart, <laughs> just random, oh, wow. whatever, because I was like, you know what, <laughs> fuck these guys, man. Um, Is that just because you're a contrarian, though? Uh, maybe, I don't know. It uh, was but, them, it was the presentation. Yeah. They had little bits where he was, like, kind of spoken word giving like his story and his background and they talked about how they became friends when they were young they were both like the fat kids in school and now they're just like average adults yeah they describe themselves this way um but that was like one of the things that they bonded over was not really fitting in and having problems at home um having dysfunctional households and it just just became very obvious like okay yeah that's why you hung on to crap because your parents didn't or you you didn't have anything which you know is something a lot of people go through you know you're yeah. broke when you're young then you get older you buy more stuff than you need to you know kind of reactionary behaviors but and then that they interspliced like scenes with interviews with other people who have converted to minimalism filmed like perfectly in like the emptiest room in their house right with like <laughs> nothing in the background They're like i have nothing now but um even those people were like Oh yeah, I used to have a closet where like I'd open the door and all these purses would just rain down on me. I'm like, yeah, if you have purse avalanche, you have a problem. <laughs> <Don't> go in there. <laughs> you need to get that <laughs> under control. Like it was no it was no one talking about normal kind of consumption and then saying, Yeah, that was too much. Yeah, because your consumption is abnormal. It it uh, was just like, yeah, if you're dysfunctional, you need to get that shit under control. That makes sense, but I'm not right. sold. As on this as a philosophy. Well, one, yeah. they seem like a couple of douches. And, and yeah. like, because, like, Dale, I know you've talked about this. I've talked I about it. Like, yeah, we've all kind of talked about not having an attachment to stuff. Right? right. And, like, I mean, to let them tell it made me hate it. You know what I mean? Because I was like, these right. guys, you could see the seams. They were just like, he's like, and I was, like, talking to him. And what did I even want you know and i'm like yeah i'm just like what are you who are you performing for man you're not coming from a real place he has his hair all well uh, quaffed there you know what i mean and the main like the tipping point for him in his life was when his wife left him yeah and like basically everything fell apart in his life which made him realize he didn't need all of this stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah, that like things like that will make you get rid of all your stuff because right. it's what a, a what pivotal are the moment. Like an old this guy. happened to me. <laughs> 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 
It's, well, it's well, a good time to they, get rid of stuff they, they and were, reevaluate. They were just like, yeah, they were like retiring, and they're like, we sold all our stuff. Got to win a bagel. Yeah, there's like, that's what you do when you're old. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah Grandpa, we're all gonna do that. Um, right. So I don't know, Dell. Where? How do you feel about minimalism in general? Like, I'm not talking I, about just like reducing reliance on stuff, but like, I have nothing or like one cup or something. Yeah, like being ascetic, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that there's. I think that. <laughs> Like for me, the concept of minimalism, and I used to follow those dudes, the website, I just looked it up to make sure it's the same guys, but <laughs> the minimalist.com. <laughs> well, I used to, I used to not always dig 100%. I was like, these guys are pretty far into it. But, um, like part of my attempts to detach from material possessions is to not let, to not let those things be idols to me you know or yeah. things that i worship and and have control over my life mm-hmm. and i think that you can go the other way and the have let the lack of things the need to have nothing be that too you know as a substitute god or whatever for you um so yeah. maybe those dudes are there and so i think that there's i'm not saying that all moderation in all things but kind of yeah i am well, yeah, that and that's kind of what I was getting at earlier when you know you're kind of talking about like resolutions. I think there's some room for uh, you know, like I said, to be human in there. Um, a lot of these guidelines and things are a lot of to me. They're just to kind of orient you towards, like, especially to change your thinking. Right, that's a good right. way to do that because it's easy when you don't have a guy. You just kind of fall into your habits, and if you you've decided, hey, my habits, my current. You know, habits have got me into a bad place. I need to change them. That's where a framework helps you. So that way you can, you know, like, hey, normally I do A, but instead this guide tells me to do this, you know. So I'm going to do that instead. And then right. as you start following that, you kind of find your groove. And, like, once you've, you've been able to break your bad habits, and I think you can kind of get back into your pace a little bit, you know. At least yeah. that's how I see it. I, yeah, I do think that in America it's a constant fight against materialism because we're bombarded with it constantly like and i find myself i have to you know sit back and be like is this something i really it's gonna improve my life in some meaningful way you know like like a washer and a dryer yeah help you know those take it to the river (laughs) i think it's worth having a washer and dryer but is it worth having a four thousand dollar washer and dryer like do i really need it to be connected to the internet and to do all that stuff for me probably oh, not yeah. you know like hashtag clean you know? <laughs> and so yeah <laughs> so, so, so trying to take things as they come sorry gina yeah all of that's true but again true. i don't get that from these guys um yeah looking at their website mm-hmm. uh a lot of clutter for a couple <laughs> of minimalists <laughs> and uh for a couple of guys telling us we buy too much stuff, they sure do seem to be making money off of us buying their stuff. So what do they sell? I, it just seems. I book? mean, themselves yeah. sell talks, host events, books, mm-hmm. yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, you. If you're into it, if you dig it, as somebody on a <laughs> call today said too many times, mm-hmm. um, just do it. Be about it. Don't talk about it. Yeah. That's like that's your new calling is to make money 
off of telling everybody that they get, should get rid of their stuff. Like yeah. it just seems hypocritical. And I definitely got that vibe. I mean, from this again, I, mean, I don't know. I hadn't read their blog, right? But from this Netflix documentary, you definitely got that vibe. Like the one dude had just got fired, and he was like a salesman dude, right? So then they got into this thing, and he has like this smirk, like you know. And so then I was just got into the, you know, like basically like this became their thing. Like we were there every day in this, in this coffee shop. It's kind of crazy that we started right here blogging every day. And I'm like, you guys just kind of started a business, hit the blog thing right on, when it was coming up. Right. Like if they were to be minimalists now it'd be like, Hey, we got this minimalist podcast. We started it up. Cause that's the thing. They rode the wave and good for them. Right. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I just, man, they just uh, annoy the crap out of me, these guys. Yeah. Well, they, they found their thing. They found a way to monetize it. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. I no, know. I don't begrudge them no, $1. Yeah. I just yeah. don't like the way they talk. Sure. Yeah. It's it's really no different, though, than that 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 person who says what, what sparks joy, you know? Uh, Marie Kondo, but bet she's better because she just she's... loves folding shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> she means it. <laughs> like that sparks joy for her. Yeah, I'm like, cool, good for you. Go show people how to do that in their house because <laughs> you're clearly very good at it and you love to do it. These guys, I, I you think there's a little bit Let's... of uh... well. Yeah, so, like, again, the thing that irks me the most is that... Disin- I could, disingenuousness. There's that. Yes. And then the, the second thing is that I can see the seams. I can see yeah, the right. seams. It's like, uh, you know, I talk about this, like, I don't... I respect, like, the wait staff and whatever like that of a restaurant. But the whole thing, part of, like, getting a meal or whatever, is, like, it's a, a show. We're pretending that, you know, you're whatever, like, you know, that you're a fancy guy. Like we're not. Everybody knows that. And but you're supposed to sort of pretend. When they just kinda just you know, break that, it's whack. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, like the guy just I, I don't know. There's a there's a little bit of an element of like a show and I feel like these guys didn't do a good job and I'm just like, This is terrible. I'm completely taken out of the entertainment right now. They're they're still sales guys. And they're not even they good probably, ones. And I feel like if they really believed what they say, they they wouldn't be able to do this job. Right. Because the two just don't go together. They yeah. probably would find them as their own shit a little too much. Yeah. We'd find them on a beach <laughs> bumming it and I'd be like, Yeah, I believe you believe yeah. things don't matter and that this is what matters in life. These guys no. So part of it is that there was a lot of sleek production tricks and stuff. There's a lot like of that. Over, over, overwrought. Like I heard, like you, you know, you made comments about his smirk and like the setting of, oh, we just happened to be in this coffee shop that we planned to shoot this scene in for this moment where I yeah. say that there we, were like you know, some reenactment like, type scenes yeah. so they could tell their story. <laughs> right. And I'm saying, like, so, all yeah. of it, they, they like, it, it. I don't buy it. They're, the way they present it, the way they, they, their script doesn't, like, you know, A doesn't lead to B. It just A then B. And that, I'm like, right. this is just bad writing here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could see why you guys got fired. Yeah. Uh, or at least the other guy. <laughs> you know? um, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, I do think that, yeah, I agree with you, Del. We, everybody has, like, a, 
too much of an attachment. And then especially as you transition from one stage of your life to another. And this is one thing, uh, like the one guy was like, you know, I, I, I was this thing called poor. And I was like, what was the green mummies, the green papers, mummy? What is it? I'm like, what are you, 12? You didn't know what money was? You had food stamps? You didn't know the difference between money? Like, you're being ridiculous, buddy. Anyway, so um, I, I, you and I, Gina, have talked about this. Where I'm like, you know, especially as I started making like, you know, hey, I can live on my own money. Um, there was like a weird transition where I, I would say like I still had like poor mentality where I'd hold on to things that I didn't necessarily need to just because when I – didn't have any money. I knew I needed to hold. I needed to make things last because this is it, right? Like if I this breaks down, or if I get rid of this, um, it's an extraordinary expense to reacquire the use of whatever thing I have here, right? So, um, and I think that's still good, right? To kind of reuse and kind of make things last and and whatever. But at some point, you realize like you know you're spending a lot of time, like brain power. I don't know scouring the streets of your city to find you know lost bookshelves that you're not really gonna improve and make into it whatever that maybe you should just go to walmart and buy the bookshelf for that little corner there right instead of doing all this work and and like you said it's really about just finding out what it is that you value the most right like that's a great hobby cool do your hobby but don't bend everybody's life around you and don't take up all that time yeah at the expense of whatever, just because whatever, you know, like, uh, yeah. you, you think you have to, you don't want to waste $2 or something. So, right. I think those are the same things. I think that is the sparking joy, right? It is what you're saying, not making the thing your idol. And it is what I'm saying. Like, you know, finding the things that you, that make you happy. Right? You only get so much time. And that's your precious resource. Time. It's gone So today. quick, quick game or mental exercise. Sweet. So you guys can be my Google. Um, <laughs> it's called Figure Out How This Study Worked. It's a working title. But um, <laughs> so I, I was listening to a speaker talk about optimism. And she's basically trying to sell you on the benefits of being fiercely optimistic or however they phrased it. Wasn't this um, a movie called Yes Man? <laughs> basically. Um, and there was, there was a part in her presentation where she was giving all these stats about why it's great. It's beneficial. And one of them on the bulleted list was that people who are optimists are like 40% more likely to live to 94. And I was like, how did they figure that out? Did they ask a bunch of 94 year olds? Because if so, yeah, I'd be optimistic too at 94. Like, (laughs) I made it, man. What's what's there to worry about? I ain't <laughs> right. worried about it at this I've point. I'm good. <laughs> How did they figure that out? I, I think would, it's a, go ahead, Dale. You get uh, fake answers only. I would only. say that oh, fake answers only. Damn. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no, <Adam>. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll Either way, I'm gonna say it's all like, bullshit. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all subjective, right? Because it's all sociology and uh, psychological studies like this are subjective to some degree, but. I would assume that the study is like a, a multi-generational, multi-year study where they like start track. They find some people who generally they're they, they seem to be optimistic people, young in life, and follow them throughout their life, and pessimists as well. You know, that would be the only way to le- to really kind of legitimize that and see if 
Do you if think they did that? Optimists live longer. It was like an eighty-year study. I don't, I don't think know. They did that. Somebody sent out a survey did, monkey, or just went to like the nursing home. Was like, y'all optimists, and they're like, yeah. And they're like, see, forty-eight well, percent. You're like, you know, where are you? Uh, where did you th- read this article? It it was a presentation, and okay. this person is like an author and a speaker. Um, so I don't know where she got. Was this also that. the intimacy person? Uh, no, okay. that was a different talk. But I, so I don't know where she got that stat from. I was going to try and look it up, but I was just it was bugging me, and I couldn't focus the rest of the time she was talking because I'm like, how? That'd be, how yeah, they that'd be that the only out? way to f- get any meaningful data. I think period and about optimism it or seems pessimism. so easily flawed. Yeah. In all all my courses of like research design, it just made me more of a skeptic. Yeah. yeah. Every every one of those you take, you're like, there's no way that they could uh, operationalize these these measures. Like, what is your when you say optimistic? What does that mean? They just say the word. How how are we defining that term? Like, they thought like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm gonna live to like 34. And somebody's like, I, you know, I don't know what what does this even mean? How are we writing it down? Where is the study? I need to see their you know, like you said, their their uh, their research design here. You know, I don't believe it. Ultimately, you can only say, are you an optimistic person or are you a pessimistic person? You know, Right. And what if that changes? Right. Which I think for most people does, depending on. So just off the top of my head, like one, we are like one self reports, which are super unreliable. Right. That simply by asking them, you are tainting the waters. Right. Because they are going to give you what they they want you to think. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they're pessimists, but they're like, you know what? There's a negative connotation around pessimists. So I'm going to say optimist to this person, whatever. Like, there's just so much tainted. Who is asking it? Is it, you know, just a blank, you know, sheet of paper or something like that? Um, or is it a beautiful woman? And this guy, you know, he's like, hey, you know. I am today. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, all, <laughs> all of those things just completely changes the dynamic of the thing. Right. Also, like, what are their cultural... Uh, attitudes towards it like right what are the general culture that are you, are you asking some people that are just generally optimists compared to this other group of people but asking you know, a bunch of artists versus yeah, yeah just yeah. but yeah but then when you control for all that they're just pretty average anyway amongst this group it's just terrible i don't believe it i don't Me get it. either well even empirical supposedly empirical trash. studies are flawed like that too like all these i don't know i don't i Headlines are all bullshit anyway anymore. <laughs> it's all and bullshit, like, man. It, whenever it makes have? a claim, the first thing I look for is Trump was right, Fauci's wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down with science. That's so. it. Give me, give me a syringe and a thing of bleach. I'm gonna cure myself of COVID right now. Let's get rid of right this pandemic. <laughs> but yeah, you would think that yeah, if you go around asking 94 year olds, yeah, yeah, they probably are gonna say yeah, I'm optimistic. <laughs> They asked a bunch of ninety-year-olds. If I'm ninety, like, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's not looking good for me from here on out. I don't know. You yeah. know my luck can't keep. Uh, you know, I can't keep up with this right here. You also got to think that most people who live into their nineties are probably relatively well off. You know, financially and and or otherwise. You know, to be able to sustain their life that long. So yeah. Yeah. Somebody's been taking care of them. It's yeah. expensive right. to be living. They're rich in family. Maybe right. they have, yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, I read another Take study. Take it to task. I know. I'm going to. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I Googled that and no. <laughs> I read the Google Scholar 
abstract of that study? She also, at least twice in her talk, said, if you resonate with that. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, no. <laughs> people. And I feel like that's catching on right now because I've been hearing more and more people say that the wrong way. If you don't know, you do not resonate with things. Oh, man. Things right. resonate with you. Oh, man. All right. Do better, guys. New year, new you. Stop it. You know, so here's another follow-up. I was wondering why in French you say pas to mean a negation, right? P-A-S, right? Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, well, we, we intro about this. It. No, I mean no, uh, This the reminds idea me of this. Like, mm-hmm. There's no hope there, right? Like you French, say pas a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But like, I remember you saying. We talked about that. We talked about what it means. It means like no, like you say, manger pas, means not eating, right? Um, but why? Because pas just means step. Like, how does this come to be? I was googling it, right? So this is just Google. Step. But yeah, P A S in French means step. But doesn't it have to have the n? Like no, at it some doesn't. Point to have to now, mean the negation. In, mo- in modern French, the negation part, like you add the ne, right? That is just formal speak, but in everyday speak, you just say pa. And that, okay. I, I, you know, we we're watching the show. Is a chant called my agent mm-hmm. or 10%. So they're resonating it. Yeah, they're, they're doing do, that they're basically. Doing they're just saying the pa just to mean With, negation yeah. all the time. You could hear it, and you know, again, I was like, how does that mean that? What is it? It just it because it, it was like as a, an intensifier, right? You say like I'm not mm. taking another step, and so then eventually mm. people are like step this, and it's weird because it, it doesn't make any sense, but that's basically is what's going to happen mm. and um, so people are going to resonate with stuff or oh, on stuff oh don't resonate lots of resonations stuff. is going to happen <laughs> you got to resonate all over it but oh man that's oh, what happened though anyway like guys. french was just weirdly pronounced latin until it became french and same thing with like italian even like italian the official language is just the official one there's like a lot of dialects or like sicilian and milanese whatever um right. Yeah, man, you know, like, so it, it it's all going to change. In, like, a hundred years, no one will be able to understand what we're saying on the show. Like, why they speak so funnily. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to say funnily. Uh, I'll say it. <laughs> what <laughs> do they speak? I'm not an optimist. She says. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Dill? I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say that y'all in my lifetime has has gone from something that's really literally only spoken in in deep southern states to something you can hear people all over the country will use the word do you think that's just because cameras finally found their way to the deep southern states and they filmed them in action (laughs) probably i say y'all all all the time (laughs) it makes it makes sense to me i don't have a problem with that because it's not nonsensical right you all well, yeah, so, like, yeah. I mean, I know there's, like, weird flavors of y'all, but, like, the, uh, um, <laughs> the uh, that happens because, like, English got in- into a weird place where, like, thou was the, the singular form and you was a collective form. And then eventually you just became the all the form, right, which happens in a lot of language. I think French is doing that. They're like vous. They just mean, they kind of mean you or anybody, like, the collective much like English, right? So it's just you, but then someone like, well, we got to figure out something to mean the collective. So I, you know, grew up saying all y'all, which meant the collective you, mm. you know? Oof. All y'all need to shut Redundant. up. That's the real Southern. Yeah, yeah. all y'all. <laughs> all y'all. 
<laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. All y'all need to be quiet. Uh, I mean, it's the same way, y'all. You, know, you hear all the uh, anti-transgender people saying this too, but like, um, like men was it meant like men and women. people, right? Right. It meant people. Universal. Uh, yeah, and and you know that changed. That's why you say like you know you speak of men. It meant like you know. It was the both. unmarked term, if you will. Yeah. I won't. And then, you know, like, I don't know. So it means it, but then it doesn't mean it, right? Language is always changing. I think the part of me that agrees with some of the crazy people that are like, no, you have to speak the correct way is the part of me that's crazy. Well, like like you're saying that wants to get clarity, right? Like, hey, we have an agreed upon set of rules. If we just follow the rules, we can understand. And you're changing the rules and that's fine. But we all need to know what, what you're doing here. But right. like nobody's doing it, they're just saying stuff. Yeah, like I'm cool with words changing, things that can evolve. I just need a bulletin. But <laughs> yeah. words matter still. <laughs> right. Like it does I'm, need to I'm mean a, something. I'm a huge fan or I like precision of language is probably the most important thing to me. Like precision of language of meaning of what you're saying. And people who will kinda like not thoughtfully say something and then i ask them or i call them on and they're saying well i don't i didn't mean that i meant this you know i'm like well you should have fucking said that then right like (laughs) because that is actually what you meant don't just say something and and leave it to me to interpret and find the meaning in that like yeah and people like to do that to cover for what you know like they they don't want to commit to it so they're just saying stuff and like hopefully you think i know what i'm talking about because i don't right yeah uh yeah I mean, I agree with you. I, I I think clarity of language is important, but also you got to make room because eventually you got to understand somebody's going to say something new. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna you're not gonna know what the hell anybody's gonna say. Make them ends. <laughs> there's also, I mean, you know, there's also that there too, right? Like one of the big things, like when when people are like enforcing this thing about language, that you're really enforcing a lot of classism because a lot of people True. don't have access to language. Uh, like you know the language training the rules like I said you know I was joking about the bulletin well that bulletin is, is supposed to be school but if you couldn't afford to go to school or your school sucked or you had a, a book that's you know decades out of date uh, you know you're probably not really learning the thing and then we use that as a, like a way to keep people out of out of stuff um, so you know whatever man y'all say whatever you want all well, y'all. I don't think that that specific phrase is <laughs> like comes from a place of ignorance. I think it's one of those things where it evolved over time that you don't say the full phrase anymore, and you still know what everybody means. You know, yeah. let's boo boo, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, that, that's how all those things and all of them are fascinating to me. But yeah. language. <sighs> I am pretty corny. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up on the end of the show, Dell. Uh, where can you find us on the internet, man? Um, I think there's like you you Some go down the road, <laughs> like down that one street for like three minutes, and then you pass the McDonald's and you turn left, right? Yeah, and then library. we're we're in that corner. Um, Which under McDonald's? That rock that one, that one, you know the one uh, with the tree. Yeah, the one mm-hmm. with the tree, right? Mm-hmm. McDonald's derangedpenguin.com P E N G W I N like ping for the win. See, you com. say penguin, I say it's penguin because it, there's okay. an e in there, right? You know, it's not a, it's not a, 
and I. To each his own. Yeah. Penguin. I mean, when, you know, <laughs> when we're taking up sides. Letters matter, Dill. <laughs> Deranged penguin. There you go. Now, look at that. So I didn't say penguin. Y- you did. I said penguin. Oh, well, that's that's a that's a conversation for another day. Gina has that problem too, where <laughs> she doesn't know problem. the. Well, I don't say penguin. Spell, or pronounce. <laughs> We're not G-E-M. opening this can right now. M, do it. <laughs> say what? G E M. Gem. Yeah. See, you pronounce it like a gym. Like my name is Jim, and I go to the gym, and not a gem. I'm holding a gem. That. Sounds stupid. <laughs> it's a gem. That's a gem of a phrase. You know, like that. It's a gem of a phrase. Yeah, a gem. Well, uh, That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. That's kind of a gem, you know. That's what like, Del was doing. He's like penguin, but you know, it's like penguin. you know well, that phrase better than I James. Know. You're just trying to make make it have no diphthong, and some words can have diphthongs, man. Don't talk about my diphthong. Don't, yeah, that that is R rated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we will not have diphthong talk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's for that's for deranged penguin after dark. <laughs> All right, ready? We're gonna hit end now. I don't know if we are. We, we keep are threatening. I'm to. ready. Wait, I'm not ready. ready okay, now? I'm ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs>